We're coming back to Canada on this edition of the Super Hits Podcast, talking about some classic April wine, and just between you and me, let's do it. Super Hits Podcast, and uh, we're going to listen to some April wine and bang on this uh, <laughs> on this episode. Yes. Uh, my Trailer Park Boys reference. Uh Hey everybody, I'm Alan. I'm going to be taking you through some CanCon this week. We're going to do some April wine just between you and me. Looking forward to covering it. And with me as always, uh, JamieC. Yeah. Yeah. I'm jumping in. So you don't have to like ask who's out there. Like you don't know who's, who's with me this week. Who's with me today. All right. Let's get into this one. All right. April wine is a Canadian rock band. They were formed in 1969 in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Ooh. Led by singer, songwriter, guitarist Miles Goodwin, R.I.P. in peace. Yes, uh, he just passed away uh, in uh, December of yep. 2023. One of two reasons why I chose this track. We'll get to the other one yep. in a bit. Uh, he did retire in early 2023 due to health issues. Uh, the band experienced success on their second album, On Record, which reached the top 40 in Canada and yielded two singles, a cover of Elton John's Bad Side of the Moon and a cover of Hot Chocolate's You Could Have Been a Lady. Uh, three of the founding members, David Henman, Richie Henman, and uh, their cousin Jim Henman, were originally in the band Prism, which I thought yes. would have been the Vancouver-based band Prism, but are not. Yep. Another band not, named Prism. Okay, okay, I got excited for a second. Yeah. After a break, a break to attend university, the trio reformed with Miles Goodwin on lead guitar and uh, and vocals, or on guitar and vocals. I don't know if it was uh, lead guitar. Sorry, everybody. Okay. Uh, David Hedman christened the new group with the name April Wine. They realized that Halifax did not provide opportunities to play and record. This was, you know, the 1960s, not like the 90s in Sloan, you know. Exactly, exactly. Uh, they sent a demo tape to, you'll love this, Aquarius Records. Aquarius Records. <laughs> in Montreal. Uh, <laughs> known for their uh, number one hit, I Love Water. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yes. Just, uh, Aquarius managers. Tastes like pizza. <laughs> Terry Flood and Donald Tarleton uh, returned a rejection letter, but the band mistook it as an invitation. I love it. So on April 1st, they went to Montreal, bringing with them their instruments and $100 in cash. And uh -huh. uh, Flood and Tarleton were persuaded to sign the band to a contract. So there you go, nice. everybody. Don't take no for an answer unless it's from uh, someone who you want to do it with. Then that's yes, very bad. Of course, then absolutely you take no for an answer. For uh, sure. They were set up in a chalet and booked at a local comedy club called Cafe Andre. <laughs> Cafe Andre, yes. They spent the next five months touring Eastern Canada. Uh, then we start having kind of people leaving in the band, etc. Jim Henman left the band in 1971 as and was replaced by Jim Clench. In the meantime, the band <laughs> spent that year touring the college circuit. Uh, they did open that year, though, at the Place des Nations for the Guess Who. Nice. Uh, in 1972, they started playing larger venues and opened for acts like Ike and Tina Turner, which feels bizarre to me. Like That's, yeah, that's a weird, weird. Stevie Wonder, also weird. Yeah, uh, Jethro Tull and Badfinger makes a little more sense. Yes, uh, they recorded that on their second album, which was on record, and again that was with "You Could Have Been a Lady." Uh, so you know, big enough hit. Uh, while the band was recording their third album called "Electric Jewels" in 1973, David and Richie Henman quit. 
Okay. So Goodwin and Clench held auditions, and their replacements were drummer Jerry Mercer and guitarist Gary Moffat. Their fifth release was an album called Stand Back in 1975 that went double platinum in Canada. It had successful singles. Tonight is a wonderful time to fall in love, and I wouldn't want to lose your love. Uh, They went on to tour with Heart, and following the tour, Jim Clench left the band. Of course he did. He was replaced by Steve Lang. The band's next release was in 1976, The Whole World's Gone Crazy. It contained the title track as well as a single, Like a Lover, Like a Song. Their sixth album, Forever For Now, went platinum. Lots of albums, everybody. Lots of albums. In in March 4th and 5th, 1977, April Wine was booked to play a charity concert at Toronto's famed El Macambo Club. The co-headliner on the bill was a band called The Cockroaches. They turned out to be the Rolling Stones. Nice. Uh, The uh, pseudonym was poorly poorly kept secret and huge crowds turned out for the event. The performance by April Wine was captured and released on the album live at the El Macombo. So uh, they brought in a third guitarist in 1977 named Brian Greenway. And uh, there was, uh, it says here, this also allowed uh, Miles, oh, Miles Goodwin to switch to keyboards for ballads. I was like, keyboards to ballads? That doesn't make sense. That makes no sense. Uh, They also were signed to uh, Capitol Records at that point. Their seventh album was called First Glance. Uh, it had a track called Roller that bought, brought the mass appeal in North America. Yes. Uh, and this was a, a big album in both the States and in Canada. They released Harder Faster in 1979. They released an album like every year, dudes. Oh, God. It's craziness. And finally, we get to 1981. January and the release of The Nature of the Beast. Yes. Uh, it rode on the popularity of singles Just Between You and Me and their cover of the Lawrence Hud song Sign of the Gypsy Queen. Yes. The album was multi-platinum in Canada. It was the first album to re- of theirs to release uh, to reach platinum status internationally. And so, yeah, a big one. It was recorded over the course of 1980 at the Manor in Oxfordshire, UK, produced by Miles Goodwin and English producer Mike Stone, who never wrestled in the GLWF. <laughs> Good old Mike Stone. <laughs> uh, and uh, he had also worked extensively with bands such as Queen, Journey, and Asia. Uh, Now, before I get to the single Just Between You and Me, a quick summary of what happened after The Nature of the Beast. Okay. April Wine released a number of additional LPs in the early 80s that were successful, but not as big. By the mid-80s, they'd either split up or went on hiatus, depending on how you look at things. In 1992, they reunited with their first show being a free concert in Portage La Prairie, Manitoba. Yes! Between 1993 and 2006, four new albums were released. The band continued to tour regularly, and uh, there were more lineup changes, but Miles Goodwin and Brian Greenway were the constants in the band. Goodwin then uh, finally had to leave the band due to numerous health issues. He retired in March of 2023 and passed away in December of 2023, so one month ago. Yes. Although they've been nominated 11 times for a Juno, April Wine never won the award. They have, however, been inducted in the Canadian Music Industry Hall of Fame, the East Coast Music Hall of Fame, and the Canadian Music Hall of Fame, and were presented with a CMW Lifetime Achievement Award in 2009. So there you go. I know. Just Between You and Me, the single, was released in February 1981. It was the lead single from Nature of the Beast. The song was written by Miles Goodwin. It clocks in at a tight... Three minutes and 54 seconds. 
Nice. Now, the Wick Eye lists it at 3 minutes and 31 seconds. Uh-huh. Discogs has the longer length listed on the album track and the single, but there mm-hmm. are a few versions that were released which appear to have been shortened to 3 minutes and 31 seconds. For what it's worth, the version of the song on Spotify is 3 minutes and 54 seconds. So there okay. you go. 22 versions of the single listed on Discogs, all off of either Aquarius or Capitol Records. There is also a double A side single along with Enough is Enough that was released off Starline Records in 1981. The Aquarius Capital releases are all on 7-inch record. The B-side of the majority of the releases is a track called Big City Girls, which is another song from Nature of the Beast. Mm-hmm. The single is super cheap and easy to find, especially in Canada. Yes. There appear to be two covers used for the single. Uh, the first cover has a red hue to it and featured a blurred image of one of the band members playing guitar in concert. I said, it's cool enough. It's the album cover, essentially. Yeah. The second cover has an awful looking photo of the five members of the band looking awkward. Uh, Three of them are wearing button up shirts, but it looks like those buttons aren't working. (laughs) (laughs) Tops are wide open. We get a lot of bare chest action. Uh, Yeah, and the dude's got the Montreal Canadiens jersey on. Yes, Miles Goodwin is front and center looking away from the camera, but he is rocking a late uh, 1970s Montreal Canadiens shirt that I said is rad. Kind of looks like the one you had. No, yours was red. You had the red jersey yep. back in the day. Uh, April Wine had numerous compilation albums. Some notable ones that include this song are uh, the best of April Wine rock ballads from 1981, yes. uh, the hits, the April Wine collection, best of April Wine, and 2019, 50 Years Strong. Nice. Some other compilations that include this song are The Heart of Rock, a KTEL comp from 1982 released yes. in the U.S. I Love said th- the playlist is pretty rotten. <laughs> uh, here's an interesting one from 1990. Heavy Metal Love. <laughs> so, <laughs> bands on this include Europe, Kiss, Judas Priest, Helix, Great White, and Vixen, which I knew you'd love. Yeah, of course. And also April Wine. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, the Ultimate 80s, open parenthesis, the album of the decade, close parenthesis, a two-disc comp released in Canada, which I owned on CD once upon a time. Uh, there were some great hits on this compilation. It feels like April Wine was thrown in to give it a bit of CanCon. Yes. Because like we're talking like rad, like mega hits from the 80s, like and Wham and Tears April for Fears, Wine. and then they stuck this April Wine song. And I mean, you'll hear it later. I like the song enough, but come on. Yeah. The first instance of the song being played live, according to setlist.fm, is November 1st, 1979 at the Kobo Arena in Detroit. Nice. The group is still touring up to this day, and the most recent instance of the song being played live was November 25th, 2023 at the Access Showroom in North Las Vegas. So do you think, though, that they played this show that's listed from, from New Year's Eve? Oh, is there one? I didn't see that one. But but there's no set list. It's, ah. it, it's in Calgary. I bet like, you they, they did. Are they just keeping going like nothing happened? Yes. After their- yeah, they have a new person. I don't know who it is, but they just I'm sure they just grabbed because a new person. Because he retired person. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely probably played this on, on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, this past, you know, like like we're recording this on the, uh, on, on the whatever, ninth, on the 8th. So even though this is the 23rd, but yeah, like a month ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this was apparently used on the uh, television series Blood Drive in 2017. No idea what that is. No. And uh, it's time for lyrics. Do it. 
All right. The uh, second reason why I decided to include the song yes. is because in the uh, last uh, chorus, they uh, break into French. Love it. Uh, they say, seulement entre toi et moi means that our love will always be. Uh, that is not correct. No, it is not at all. Seulement entre toi et moi actually means just, just between, between you and me. You and me. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, according to Song Facts, it's a very intimate and heartfelt song with Goodwin acknowledging that even the most red-hot love affairs often burn out, but telling his girl that theirs is built to last. Our love will just be between you and me, he tells her. So there you go. Uh, I mean, it's generic love song. Well, ChatGPT had something to say about it. What are the lyrics about this song about ChatGPT? It says, oh. The lyrics of the song revolve around the theme of a troubled relationship and the challenges in communication. The narrator is expressing a desire for honesty and openness in the relationship, suggesting that maybe there are issues that need to be addressed between the two people. I wrote, maybe. <laughs> it then says, throughout the song, there's a sense of longing and frustration as the narrator tries to bridge the emotional distance between them. The title, Just Between You and Me, emphasizes the idea that something should be kept private between the individuals in the relationship. I wrote, no. No. <laughs> so there you go. God. Uh, we have a few comments from uh, both Song Facts and Song Meanings. Ooh, okay, great. Uh, from Song Facts, Dan Gillespie from Courtney, uh, BC said... Mm. A perfect power ballad that you and your loved one can slow dance to. So, oh well, very nice. Not wrong. Uh, Zabo from Pew, Pennsylvania, yes, said when I hear this song, it makes me want to pull out a bic lighter and sway back and forth. The guitar is super heavy on this jam. Classic April wine for sure makes your blood run hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. Oh, that's a great comment. Uh. So now from Song Meanings, we have KFE2 who said, uh, Get out. I'm the first post on the song. April Wine's finest song. The meaning is pretty obvious. It's about a guy telling his girlfriend how their love will last forever, but to keep between them for some reason. Okay. Uh, I think it's the love that's supposed to be kept between them. Like, not the message. Not the message. Uh, mental uh, Mentally said this. Great song. Not many people seem to know, maybe because it's played by a Canadian band. I don't know any other songs by them, but this one stands out on the radio. Um, it's on there a lot. So there you go. Okay. But BSC986 had a little bit of a different take. He said, it's about a man cheating on his wife, telling his girlfriend to keep quiet. The creepy, overly emotional singing and music suggest the girlfriend is very young, maybe a teenage groupie. Jesus. Yep. Let's just go to reception. Do it. Uh, just Between You and Me debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 chart during the week of February 7th, 1981 at number 85. It was uh, between Whip It by Devo. Yes. And Don't Stop the Music by Yarborough and Peoples. Uh, Whip It, which yeah, Whip, Whip It, which you all know, was on the way down the chart after peaking at 14. Nice. Don't Stop the Music was debuting on the chart and would eventually peak at number 19. It would also hit number 17 in the UK and topped the Billboard R&B singles chart. So I said, it's a pretty standard R&B tune that isn't that bad. And then all of a sudden in the song, we get these high-pitched background vocals. 
Oh, really? Not exactly like the Chipmunks, but similar. So oh. then I watched the music video, and at the end, at the very end, it's just the band on stage, and then peeking out over the speakers, it's a fucking bunch of hand puppets singing the song. <laughs> yes, it's fucking weird, but you should That's check awesome. it out. That's all. I gotta, I gotta check that out. Uh, just between you and me would peak at number twenty-one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart the week of April twenty-fifth, nineteen eighty-one. <laughs> little April wine in April. <laughs> little April wine there for sure. Uh, all right, so uh, here's your top ten for April twenty-fifth, nineteen eighty-one. At number one, uh, "Kiss on My List" by the now feuding Daryl Hall and John Oates. <laughs> yes. Uh, number two, "Morning Train" open parenthesis nine to five close parenthesis by Sheena Easton. Uh, who I believe would uh, do cover songs or songs written by Prince later on. Yes, yes. Number three, Being With You by Smokey Robinson. Number four, Just the Two of Us by Grover Washington Jr. with Bill Withers. Okay. Number five, Angel in the Morning by Juice Newton. Number six, Jeez. yeah, Rapture by Blondie, the OG. <laughs> yes. Number seven, When You See a Chance by Steve Winwood. Number eight, Woman by John Lennon. Number nine, The Best of Times by Styx. Number 10, don't stand so close to me by the police. I say this list is pretty weak. Not great. No. Just between you and me, as far as I can tell, peaked at number 22 on the RPM 50 singles chart in Canada. It this did, was yeah. during that time where it was a 50 singles and not 100. That's right. A week of March 14th, 1981. I said the records of the magazines, RPM magazine, are spotty in early 1981. There's this large gap in the charts at the time, but I was able to find the chart for March 21st, 1981. Okay. Uh, just Between You and Me was dropping. It was at number 29, but your top 10. Number one, Woman by John Lennon. The Best of Times at two. At number three, Celebration by Cool and the Gang. Ooh. Number four, Nine to Five. At number five, Rapture. At number six, Keep on Loving You by Ario Speedwagon. Number seven, Turn Me Loose by Loverboy. Yes. Number eight, A Little in Love by Cliff Richard. Number nine, I Ain't Gonna Stand For It by Stevie Wonder. And number 10, uh, Giving It Up For Your Love by Delbert McClinton. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I, that name alone is just like, what? Yep. On April 12th, 1981, the single peaked at number 52 in the UK. Yes, it did. Just for the hell of it, here's your top 10. Uh, oh. Number one, Bucks Fizz. Yes, Bucks Fizz. <laughs> Making your mind up. Number two, Shaken Stevens <laughs> with This Old House. Number three, Lately by Stevie Wonder. Number four, uh, Chai May, open parenthesis, themes from Life and Times of David Lloyd George, close parenthesis, <laughs> by Ennio Morricone. I believe. Oh, Ennio, okay, Ennio Morricone, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I believe uh, Lloyd, David Lloyd George was the prime minister of the UK during World War One. So, so Ennio, who's written like, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly theme and, and lots of other things. Ah, there you go. All right. Uh, you know, is, 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 is there's a pedigree there anyway. Yeah. Uh, at number five, Einstein a go-go by Landscape. Number six, Night Games by Graham Bonnet. <laughs> number seven, Sugar Minot with good thing going, open parenthesis, we've got a good thing going, close parenthesis. <laughs> awful. Number eight, the Jacksons with Can You Feel It? There you go. Number nine, The Whispers with It's a Love Thing. And number 10, Lynx with in, uh, Intuition. But Lynx is all L-I-N-X. So, you I know, know. I, I need to just go through that list and listen to all those songs. Yes. And just see what it is. Because 
that just it sounds it's it's I'm beguiled. Uh-huh. Not much else out there in terms of chart performance, and the song doesn't appear to have won any awards. Uh, so aside from telling you that it's got 16 million streams on Spotify and about 500,000 plays on YouTube, we can go to covers and samples. Do it. The song is an original. There are two covers listed on um, who sampled. Yeah. One is by a group called Springbok, who released a cover in 1981. Mm. Uh, they appear to be a band that just does covers of 80s songs. Okay. <laughs> Probably for like, you know, I, like, you know, non... Not necessarily elevators, but, you know, shopping malls and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Their version is fine. Also in 2010, LA Guns covered this one. Nice. I said their version is also fine. So there you go. Okay. Uh, music video time. The music video for this song was the 14th video to be played on MTV's first day broadcast. It was. On August 1st, 1981. It made it the first video by a Canadian recording to be played on MTV. The song repeated at video number 57, making it the first video MTV ever repeated. Nice. So I looked up uh, for the videos and uh, like a video on YouTube of the first hours of MTV. Yes. I found one that plays the first two hours and I compared the videos to the MTV uh, list on Wikipedia and everything lines up until they get to April Wine when they clearly skip the video. Uh, really? So I was like, wait, so is this fact real? But I've I've gone to enough places that I believe it is fact that this was the video. And for some reason, the thing on YouTube just cuts the video out. Um, okay. So there you go. The video is basically the band doing a live performance of the song. I do appreciate that they don't do cuts from one shot to another as frequently as other videos. But yeah. otherwise, I said there's absolutely nothing to the video at all. Nope. Uh, ChatGPT, though, oh, no. says the music video for Just Between You and Me features a performance oriented style typical of many music videos from the early 1980s. The band is prominently featured playing the song in a studio or on a stage. I mean, it's in a. In a I mean, it's with a band or with an audience. Yeah. So there. Yeah. The shots alternate between individual band members and group shots. And then it says, given the era, the video likely includes elements of vibrant colors. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. And Just don't say it if you... Yeah, like, you don't, you don't need to... know it. Yeah, what's it about? Well, probably this. No, no, no. Just say you don't know. Yeah, exactly. All right. Do you want to rate it? Yeah, let's rate it. Here we go. All right. Uh, let's go with the video. I mean, I guess it's historic because it... <laughs> It was yes. the 14th video played on uh, MTV and the first Canadian video played on MTV. There's nothing to this. I'm giving it a 2 out of 10. I agree. Uh, boring. It's just the band playing. They're not doing anything cool. No. <laughs> At least there's a crowd. 2 out of 10. Nice. Uh, the song. Uh, I mean, this is pretty standard CanCon from the early 80s. Um, there are better April Wine tracks. I, I, the first thing that comes to the mind, based on your intro, is yes. I'm on fire for you, baby. Yes. Which would be Ricky and, <laughs> and Lucy banging and Lucy banging in the car. This one's good enough, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't actively shut it off. I'm not seeking it out. Um, I mean, the song's a four out of ten, but that last that line being sung en français bumps it to a five. Five out of ten. That's exactly what I wrote. Nice. I said song five out of ten. I gave it an extra point because of the French. Yes. So there you go, everybody. Uh, that We're is right in line again, just like with uh, with Invincible. Yep. So there you go, everybody. Just between uh, you and me by April Wine, and uh, we're going to come at you next week. Uh, someone didn't do their homework. 
just kidding. Well, I, I left my homework to the last day and then my internet went out so I could only do uh, Humpty Dance. Hey, so the 2024 version of Your Dog Ate It. So here we go. <laughs> just kidding. No. Uh, so I decided to punish you. We're yes, going to uh, we're going to talk about ebony and ivory next week. God. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how that goes. In the meantime, our playlists of all songs covered and all upcoming songs are on Spotify and Apple Music Super Hits Podcast playlist. Find all our old episodes on those platforms as well, or anywhere you can download podcasts. Give us a review if you want to. Head over to at Super Hits Podcast on Instagram. Send us an email, Super Hits Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, I'm Slip with Five Eyes. We're sleep. I'm Jamie C. My website's megamix.com.com. Thanks for listening, friends. See ya.